Luca taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support. CFR Network, CFR News. Good day, good night all. Hola, wassalam, bonjour, all of the universal greetings. Welcome back. Diligently working hard. I have a very special guest with me today, Angela Haley Harris, a very brave, courageous uh, young, late, young woman, I should say, um, who is going to um, discuss a very tragic situation which um, took place in 2019, um, and also some light which has come out of the situation. So we're going to get into um, a little bit of tragedy, unfortunately, on this one, but again, the, uh, the bigger picture and exploring the human experience, ultimately. So welcome to the broadcast, uh, Angela. Would you like to expound and introduce yourself in, in greater detail? Um, sure. Um um, my name is Angela Haley Harris. I am um, I'm married to Walt the Big Ticket Harris. He is um, a heavyweight in the UFC. Uh, I'm a mother of um, five children. I'm an, a registered nurse. Um, and now I'm the CEO of a nonprofit called Anaya's Heart. Wonderful. Wonderful. So let's let's go let's go straight into the the, the tragedy of sorts um can you paint the picture of, of of you know i mean i'll give a synopsis of what i've seen on the news and stuff which was um you know i was out uh, the last footage was at a 7-eleven or some sort of gas station and she wasn't seen after that and in essence she had went missing for a period of time searches took place um and unfortunately her body was it found in a vehicle or um no so yes my my daughter anaya um anaya Haley blanchard she was 19 years old um in october uh, of 2019 october 23rd of 2019 she went into a chevron which is a gas station um in auburn alabama um where she was attending college. She was a, a, a sophomore in college. Um, she went into the store only to get a bag of uh, potato chips. And um, unfortunately there was um, a very bad person in the store uh, when she went in there and uh, he waited on my daughter uh, to come out of the store. He went out before her. And um, when she walked out of the store, um, he kidnapped her. And um, so we actually didn't know that was like 11, 22 p.m. at night. Um, her roommate, uh, we, I thought that she had, was just, I tried to call her like 1130 and she didn't answer. I thought she was already in the bed. So I said, okay, I'll just talk to her in the morning. And her roommate had actually texted her a little bit before that. And she said she was on her way home, but 
you know, Anaya, um, you know, stopped to get some chips. That was kind of her thing. She was a mm-hmm. snacker. She loved food. Oh my goodness. A foodie just <laughs> and before, and before bed, that was kind of her thing. I would have to get onto her all the time because she would have food all over her nightstand. But, um, so we didn't know we got the call that she didn't come home. Um, that she, her roommate called her, called her brother, Elijah, who actually, um, who actually, um, lives in Auburn as well. She actually went to school there because her older brother was going to school there. Okay. Um, Did you guys okay. live far away from where she was studying? Yes, we actually lived two hours away from, from where she was um, in school. Okay. Yes. So, well, her roommate um, fell, had fell off to sleep. And when she woke up and realized Anaya was at home, she knew immediately something was wrong because Anaya always came home, no matter if she went out for the um, you know evening to go with her friends or whatever she always came home um she couldn't stand being away from her dog blue that was her baby and um so her roommate uh, and, and we as well knew that wasn't like that wasn't right we knew something was wrong because she mm-hmm. loved her house she loved her bed she loved her her or her sleep and and she had things to do the next day that were very important so she immediately called my son elijah her brother elijah a nice brother and said, hey, and I didn't come home. We can't, I don't know where she's at. And so Elijah immediately went to their apartment and then he called us because he knew as well something was bad, wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. So my husband and I just immediately got in our uh, vehicle and drove the two hours to Auburn and got to her apartment. And we we knew right away something was was very wrong, very Mm -hmm. wrong. And at this point, I take it you 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 obviously gone through the the standard sort of thing, contacting all friends, trying to understand, you know, have any contact have been made. Then I've, I guess the next step is to to call the the police. Yes, that's exactly what we did on on the way to Auburn for the two hour drive. I was contacting everybody I could, all of her friends, um, calling, sending messages, doing everything I could to, to try to to find out if they had seen her or anything. But when we got to her apartment, actually her, our son Elijah had already called the police and they had been out and made a report. But we, when we got there, we just went to the police station. We just, we said, you know, we need to, we've got to do something now yeah. because we knew something was wrong. We weren't going to just sit there. And um, we went immediately, immediately to the police um, station and, um, and was like, Hey, listen, you don't understand. And, you know, we're telling them all the reasons why we know something is very wrong. Um, you know, so they started working not as fast as we wanted them to, but we had to take things into our own hands and start the search immediately. Did I take it, did the push pushback of sorts from the police, did that come into effect because the times frame? So I guess after, after a 24 hour period, generally that's when you can say that someone's missing. Was, was that one of the holdups of sorts? It is uh, here in Alabama. It's 48 hours. 48. Um, yes. Yes. What's, 48 what's the, hours. What would be the, the mindset behind 48 hours? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. We have a lot of things that are not, that we need to change okay. about these types of situations, but unfortunately that's, that's, the, that's the way it is here. But, um, we knew that, but we also knew that something was wrong and that we had to start searching immediately. So we were very blessed. We have so many friends and so many people. And Anaya was very blessed to be so loved. We had people immediately, hundreds and the hundreds of people showing up 
coming out to search. And so we set up a command center because at this time we did not know, we did not know, even know she had been at the Chevron that I found that out myself by investigation later, less than a little bit over 24 hours that she was kidnapped. Um, so with all I, the, with all the yeah. help you, you, you have managed to muster through the, the friendships and etc. What was the plan? I mean, like this seems to, to me, I mean, what was your I, initial plan in regards to the search? I mean, what, what was that going to look like kind of thing? Well, if it's before we knew this is when we didn't really have any, we had no information at all. Yeah. It was just going on basically that going all over Auburn, uh, looking everywhere, trying to find her car because we did, you know, we knew her car was missing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what it's, that looks like in the beginning. Well, and then later that night, when I got into her email and saw that she had um, used her Venmo card at the Chevron, I immediately called the police, said she was here at this door at this time, she swiped her Venmo card. And so it like, gave us a little bit of info knowing she was there, but of course it was going to take a while to get video footage or anything from, from the store. So we still are continuing to search in around the area, the Auburn area. Well, I mean, this now we're going on two days and two days of searching, no sleep, no food, no eat, just looking constantly, everybody. Mm. We had set up a, a huge command center. You know, people were just coming in and we're drawing maps up and just everything you could imagine. Um, so two days later, her car was found and 55 miles away in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, sorry if I get a little, little emotional. But Don't say sorry was, at her, all. You continue. Yeah, her car, car was found um, in an apartment complex, sitting in an apartment complex. And they didn't want to tell us a whole lot in the beginning, but they did say her car has been found. It's been wrecked. And we found blood on the inside of her car. And so that was two days after she Oh, went missing and that's all they told us at that point when they so say then, wrecked when they say wrecked as in it's been in an accident or it's just in, it, it's damaged kind of thing it was damaged it wasn't you know actually a, you know it was it was drivable um, yeah just was had been in an accident of some of some sort mm -hmm. um and so then that expanded our search area okay we know that her car had been found in montgomery so that's 55 miles away from where she was last seen so then we start our I mean, when I tell you, you know, still hundreds, probably thousands of people out looking and searching because, um, and, 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 about, and we did get help from, you know, from the state, they were flying hel the helicopter over, um, Tim Miller from EquiSearch, Texas EquiSearch, his team started coming in, people started coming in and, you know, we didn't even have, I think it was about a week. We did that for a week, almost, no, almost two weeks. We're there looking, searching. Wow. in that area and then that's when the video footage they got the video footage to see uh anaya in the store this person that's been charged with her kidnapping and murder was in the store and then so angela the step, what mm -hmm. was the why uh, with modern technology everything generally being in the cloud or on a on a memory stick what was the two-week period of, of obtaining video footage from this this chevron place I have no idea. And, and that's the problem. Uh, that's a problem that I feel like is everywhere that we don't have, we should have cameras that are, that are working, that are, they're good enough to um, everywhere, especially gas stations, especially 
really any public business. Well, if um, it's a gas station, it's a, a, a petrochemical place. It's highly flammable. It is a, a high risk category place. And with the transient nature of being where they are, the, uh, you, security should be their highest priority. Yeah. It, unfortunately, it wasn't. There were no working cameras on the outside of the store. Um, there was only working cameras on the inside, um, but none on the outside. And so that's why they were unable to have any other footage or, or evidence to see even what happened when she walked out of the store. They were only able to see, you know, and they, when they, they kind of, when they put out that we're looking for this man and who he is, then they started getting more information about him. And he was basically, uh, he was out on bond for two attempted murder and two kidnapping charges. And that's that mm -hmm. uh, he kidnapping and almost killing a 70 year old man uh, but that's not all of his history. He has a long criminal history. Um, this so yeah, that's disturbing. And everyone deserves a second chance in regards to your criminal background and stuff. But when when we see a, a, when we start to see a catalog and, and and a a a continuation of the same kind of thing, kidnapping, violent crime against males and females, especially when it comes to females, this needs to be nipped in the bud straight away. We can't have yeah. out on bond. For, 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 where no, are we? right, right. Especially, especially by, yes, violent criminals. Violent criminals, and that's why we have now, um, we have a law called Anaya's Law that actually has to be voted on in November. It went through our state um, Senate, uh, you know, unanimously, but it okay. still has to be voted on by the citizens. And so it's a bond reform law that now in the state of Alabama, if you have been charged with a violent crime that the judges can now say that they get no bond because right now in the state of Alabama capital murder is the only uh law we have saying that the judge can say no bond for the person who's been charged so Anaya's law uh when that gets uh, voted on and I'm, I'm sure it will it will be uh, that day it will be a law because who's going to vote who's going to yeah. vote no on that you know um so you know, that's going to save a lot of lives and it should have already been in place, but unfortunately it wasn't. Um, but right. And now capital murders. So if you, if you've committed murder and it's not capital murder here in Alabama, you can get a bond and just walk right out. Now. Okay. So obviously I'm across the pond. So in regards to, right. I think I've got a, a basic understanding in regards to a bond. So for instance, the judge will say, for your, for your, for based upon this crime and what we're doing at the moment, we're going to give you a bond of, let's say, $50,000. Now, then you would have to then provide, is it 10% of that value? Right. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So so what's the purpose of, of this bonding thing? Is it just to, to, to extract money or is this, because that doesn't seem like a, a punishment. I mean, if they've committed a crime... Why are they right. being it's bonded a slap out? On the hand. It's a slap on the hand. And I will tell you that what happens majority of the time here in Alabama, and it's it's happening now at least once a month, if not more, that a person who's been let out, uh, charged with a violent crime, been let out, and they have just went right back out to reoffend immediately. Um, so it's it's not. It's just, it's a, it's, there's no punishment. So there's no punishment. Career criminals, they, 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 they do called and that's what that's the, the phraseology yeah. to use i mean there are there, there are situations which can lead people down the wrong path but we are all individuals and we have 
we have the capacity to know what right is and what wrong is. And especially when it comes down to violent crimes against people and especially crimes against children and women. These, in my right. humble opinion, should be death sentences. We, sh we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be in contact with any of these beings who have this kind of mentality where they can think they can take people and do all kind of stuff with them and, and, and remove them from this planet, this plane of existence. Right. right. Totally agree. Totally agree. So as you say, trustfully, November, you say this law is being going to be, is it a public vote it's going up for now? It's uh, next November in 2022. Okay. So as you say, I don't see anyone <laughs> really saying that, that that's not a good idea. So November right. 2022 we'll have new laws in, in, in place in, in that state I take it is this only in in Alabama or, or are there a majority of states that have this 48 hour rule and and the, the bonding thing well I know I don't know about every state I know Alabama but I know Florida has a, a similar law to Anaya's law um and I'm not sure about the time period for missing people it I, I think the majority of them are probably 48 hours, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't done my research. I actually need to do that. So I'm glad you brought that up. I need to do my research on that. Um, but to see what states have, have a similar law, but I do know that Florida does have a similar law to Anaya's law. Okay. So I'll, I'll take you back. So you then, okay. we've got the video footage and stuff. Um, and you were mm -hmm. saying that there was only camera footage from in, in, internally, no external stuff. Um, right. So what was the, the, the next stage after, well, you said you then started to hear in a bit more about his background and stuff like this. Right. So, so we started hearing more about his background and his history and, um, you know, we still didn't want to give up hope, even though they were telling us, you know, we found a large amount of blood in Anaya's car. Um, you know, they just really wanted us to get that through our head that, you know, that it was a lot and we just don't think that it was survivable. But I am a, um, I'm retired now, but I was an emergency pediatric nurse for almost 20 years. And I know that you can lose a lot of blood and still, you know, be okay if you get help. So I just, we just all kept in our minds that, you know, she's not gone and we're going to find her. So we just kept searching. I mean, that we did not stop. We didn't even come home. I think we came back home once and then we stayed in Auburn the whole time and, and everybody stayed with us. Our, the people that were searching, um, we searched every day for a whole month and covered so much ground. And, um, after a month's time, I mean, okay, he was captured. I'll go back. He was captured. Um, I don't know how many days it was after a couple of days after his picture was put up on the, you know, the, the media, uh, he was captured in Pensacola, Florida. Wow. Um, so did he, did he, did he, as a concerned citizen sort of get him arrested or did he hand himself in? Oh no. The U S marshals. Yeah. I had to okay. bang him up a little bit. Um, yeah, they had, so they had, had, they to, had yeah. to use reasonable, reasonable force. Yes, yes, they had. Yeah, he wasn't going willingly, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, as I say, um, in, in this kind of situations, I, I, I am all against police brutality. But in this kind of case, look, if you need to detain someone and use a force, then that's what needs to be done. Right, exactly. So 
he was captured and, and um, then brought back to Alabama for a hearing. Um, now he, he did not, he has not spoken. He has not said anything. Um, so Fifth Amendment all the way? I'm sorry. Fifth Amendment all the way? Yes. Yes. So um, we still, so we still didn't know where Anaya, we're still looking for Anaya because that's our, our, you know, we need to know where she's at. And if he's not going to say anything, then we still don't have any information where she is. And our, you know, our main focus is finding her. So we kept doing the same things we were doing every day, searching, doing everything possible. And then um, we were in Auburn. Uh, we had woken up the next morning. It was a Monday morning on November 25th. I think it was the 25th, um, you know, almost a month and a day after she'd been missing. We got a call from the district attorney's office. Uh, we were about to head out, you know, to go search more and got a call from the district attorney's office. And he just said, I need you guys to come into my office. And, you know, we really didn't know. We kind of had a feeling, uh, yeah. but me and Walt, my husband and my mom and my cousin, and uh, we all rode there together. And when we saw, or when I saw them walking, they were walking in the same time as we were and they had on their boots, you know, they weren't in their suits and ties and their dress Aww. shoes. You know, they were in their mud boots and their yeah. jeans. Um, I mean, I knew right away. Um, mm -hmm. So we went into his office and they told us, they said, um, we think we have, have found Anaya and she's, you know, no longer with us. And um, it was bad, you know, very bad. Um, so I can imagine. I can imagine. my husband just, you know, started punching the wall, the brick walls, you know. Yeah, so it was a month and a day um, when we found out that she had been killed. That's terrible. Uh, and to, to put <laughs> not only the family, friends, everyone through that, I mean, that is a cowardly act. It's a, That is a cowardly act, not to even say, look, okay, fair cut, you know, you've got me, you, you know, um, <laughs> whatever, but look, this is where you need to go. Get, you know, give the right. family some kind of closure kind of thing. Um, that is, it's un, unspeakable. I, can, I can't even imagine what y'all have went through. And are still potentially, you know, are still going through. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, so we're uh, still going through. Yeah, a part yeah. of you is, is, is no longer here. But um, at least you can focus um on the now the presence um and get justice number one for your daughter um and and trustfully a very yeah. heavy sentence I, yeah, I guess you, you, have you, do you guys have uh, the death sentence in Alabama? um they that's what they're you know that's what the goal is um right now he has two capital murder charges um for killing anaya so this the case is still being worked on um so right now you know it's still in the process it, it, it could be years before it goes to trial so the state has taken over the case and so they're they're working hard on on it and that's that's where i think again not to criticize the judicial system but to, just to point out that this the simplicities of it look right a crime has been committed you have a perpetrator and you have a victim and a victim's family. Why are we taking three, four, five, six years to put to, to, to put this 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 um psychopathic killer to, to justice? 
this should be well, as quickly and as swift as possible unless there's like extenuating yeah. circumstances and it's like okay well there's a 50 percent chance that this guy may have not done it kind of thing then of course we need to make sure that we're getting the right person convicted but when it's pretty you know when we've got camera footage and i'm pretty sure there's other evidence dna wise that's linking this guy this, this is just yeah. prolonging the agony it is but i will say i've had to, and it, it is but the reasoning now i understand more because um i am under a gag order so i can't say a whole of lot course. but i can but i can say that um they don't want want him to be able to appeal um after he is convicted and charged so there it's you know it's 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 more than just okay let's get him get the death penalty let's get him sentenced let's get this going also because he could come back and appeal later and so they want to make sure that that won't even be able to happen so i understand the processes it is very very frustrating it's like why are we wasting time and money but also i do understand what they are trying to do the ultimate goal i understand so yeah. in essence they're trying to put together a case which is that airtight that there's no case there's no chance of appeal right i guess okay right mm -hmm. wow so i um, mean how has it affected the siblings the, 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 oh it's uh it's bad um um so the my okay so I, i'll tell you a little bit about me my i said i have five children but my first son darian um he would have been 26 this year. I lost him in a car accident when he was uh, two. Oh, dear. Yes. And he was my first and only at the time. And then um, I had Elijah. Elijah's 22 now, and he's a senior at Auburn. And him and Anaya were only 17 months apart. So they were like twins. Twins, and, and he's going to say, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. And she moved, I mean, she went to Auburn to be with him. And they were together every day. The only time they were apart was when, she, he had moved to Auburn because uh, he graduated at high school a year before she did and she was still in high school so the only time they were apart was that nine months that she was still in high school and he had moved to college mm. uh, and I would call I would call because I talked to Anaya especially Anaya every single day three or four times a day and so I would just love it when I would call and call one of them and then they'd be like hey mom I'm here too you know um <laughs> it I mean, seems like y'all got a real close <laughs> close family yeah that's, that's oh, real good Yes, we do. And, and so Asa, uh, our son is 15. And then we have an eight year old daughter, Ayla. And I mean, when I tell you that Anaya was our, everyone, uh, she was just our person, like, everything kind of revolved around her. She, she was the favorite of the family. And that's, that's just the way it was. She made our lives better. Mm -hmm. She was funny. She loved life you know, she never wanted anyone to be unhappy. Um, just always cutting up and laughing and having yeah. fun. And so, and so, you know, it's been very hard on now, Elijah, my 22 year old, he's a, he is, oh my goodness. I'm so proud of him. He is, you know, he, he's trying, um, he's trying to stay in school. He's trying to work. And now I don't think he's grieving appropriately, but he, he wants to do anything and everything he can for Anaya. Um, and so everything he does basically is in her name as well. Um, mm. He's part of the nonprofit. And then Asa, Asa's 15 now, but he was, you know, 13. I mean, he's, he's, his life has changed. 
He is no longer the same child. He doesn't play sports anymore. He doesn't hang out with his friends anymore. He's Um, withdrawn now. Yes. And it's so sad. And I'm, it's breaking my heart, but I'm trying, we're trying to get him, you know, to be more involved, but you know, with this massive, I mean, not many people, fortunately go through what you've gone through. Um, uh, has counseling been offered or is that a, a is that an option for, for, for you as a family as, as a unit and also as individuals is could that be a oh sorry I think I've lost you 